Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me. Don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are. Mine's just getting started. No desire to drink today. And I'm grateful for that. I'm glad you and I are together right now. Have my piping hot cup of coffee. I've been doing something with the coffee that I have to tell you about. It is a game changer. It's a GC, as they call it in the streets. A game changer. So, I've been taking the regular, amazing French roast. <laughs> I'm telling you this because a lot of people write to me and want to know about what kind of coffee I, I, I'm drinking. They have a lot of questions about it. It's a really big deal, okay? No. I am taking the regular French roast and some Don Francisco's. Hazelnut, blending the two together, it is just astonishing. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, the hazelnut's like the coffee that we have whenever we go camping. So it's a combination of the two. It's like the best of the at-home blend and then the best of the camping blend. It's this, it's this, it's this intoxicating um, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words, but it is good. And it is piping hot, and I have a cup of it right here with me, and I'm excited to drink it. So I think today there might be a lot of pauses. As I guzzle it like an alcoholic drinking beer through a funnel, drinking margaritas through a beer bong. I shared about it a long time ago on here that I used to drink margaritas out of a funnel. I'll just say, when you drink margaritas out of a funnel, that causes problems. Your body's not designed to chug ice. (laughs) Anyway, 
enough of my shenanigans. I'm in a really good mood today. I have to warn you about that. I'm in a spectacular mood today. So grateful, man. It feels really incredible to not be fighting anyone. There's no one I want to change. There's no one doing something I wish they wouldn't do or not doing something I wish they would do. And to feel that way and to think that way is very freeing. It's not that I just am not imposing my will on people. It's that I don't want to impose my will on people. And that is my experience often more and more over time. And um, it's the rule, not the exception anymore. And it's incredible. And it's a result for me of everything, specifically what I've been talking about here, going through the, what does the big book say workshop? And it's all directly related. I had to really slow down in my experience to see truly how all of it is related to what I just said. I normally feel like the experience I have with people is that they're thinking too fast or they're going too fast to, to digest the simplicity of the spiritual principles in that book. And, you know, it's all perfect. I'm not complaining. I'm saying that most, most of the time what I experience when I'm talking about this stuff is that, you know, the feeling that it's not landing. But it landed with me, and it lands with people, and I don't know why. Desperation. I know this is a threadbare notion, but it seems to have something to do with it. The people who really got something out of the workshop are people who are desperate. In agony, in sobriety. But, you know, I was just talking about how I don't want to play God with people. I want people to do what they want to do. The belief that I know what people should do is gone. I don't think that. I don't believe that. I have the answers to anyone's problems. And I don't know. It's just a really freeing feeling. And it just, it's directly relates to everything we've been talking about here, because I've said it before. I'll say it right now. 
when I really understood the big book's definition of what was wrong with me as an alcoholic and as a human, the separation between those things and the simple tasks it suggests spiritually, the way better, the solution worked. When my disease was complicated in my mind, the solution was complicated as well, convoluted, twisted up, tangled, and not very effective. Effective enough to keep me sober, barely, but not effective enough to set me truly free in the way that I feel today. I feel free today. It is a good feeling. It's a good feeling. So I wanted to share all that because hopefully this is helping somebody like it helped me. You have to really get good at disregarding a lot of what you hear. It's not easy for some people to do. It's pretty easy for me to do. That was always kind of easy for me to do. Just, you know, pick something to trust and believe in and go with that. Even when I was in early sobriety and I didn't really have the message of the big book that I have adopted and been using. Um, You know, my sponsor, he was really good at, you know, he was, he was kind of a jerk to be honest in some ways. (laughs) He definitely did a lot of things and said a lot of things I wouldn't dream of doing, but he helped me, you know, he would say things that were just, you know, I remember I might've shared this on like podcast one or two, but, or three or something. But I remember many times we'd be standing somewhere. I'd be there and he'd be there and a couple other people would be there. And he would say to me and someone else, or just me, he'd say, if you want to stay sober. And then he'd point to somebody right there and he'd say, don't do what he's doing. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) Eventually that didn't help me, but it helped me in the beginning. Where am I going with all this? Is that the big book is really up against a lot in my belief. It's It's almost like it's not even there. It's almost like what people do and are told and hear in meetings is so much more powerful than what is in that book. You know, meaning, I mean, you know, I've talked about it on here. The big books, like you can trust your thinking eventually completely. Don't rely on somebody else. Don't let other people be the final judge with your behavior. 
don't make people feel obligated or pressured. Don't do that. That's what the book says. But anyways, where was I going with all this? I've had so much coffee already. I'm kind of a spaz. It's all related. The simplicity is all related. The application of the principles is all why I have the freedom I feel today. So today, I want to talk about step six and step seven in the big book. Ready for this? All right. What does the big book say? Let's see what the big book says. about that we're going to start with page 75 right in the middle second full paragraph back to the shelving analogy about to describe what it should roughly start to look like if you have carefully followed directions okay Talking about the fifth step, we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating, shining, shining light on every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we're delighted. I mean, unfortunately, in my experience, this is an exception. Can you imagine if the big book said, once we have taken this step with holding nothing, we're more depressed than we've ever been. We're more into self than we have ever been. We hate ourselves now. But it does not say that. Because that still would be self. Once we've taken this step with holding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. And just like on page 63, it describes an ongoing experience, an unfolding of things. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. And then... The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Returning home, we find a place we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an arch to which we shall walk a free man. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put in the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? So after we do our fifth step, we kind of meditate. We're just quiet, alone, for like an hour. On the first five steps, are we being thorough? Have we been thorough? Are the stones properly in place? Am I still... How's the keystone? 
Am I playing God? Am I still sincere in my decision to let God be the director? Have I left something off my inventory? Am I not willing to believe there's a power greater than myself that can solve this? Do I still have some lurking notion that I'm not really an alcoholic? Pretty cool. We're building this spiritual arch through which we walk free of the desire to drink. And free of all kinds of other things, too. Then it says this. Page 76, at the top. If we can answer to our satisfaction, then we, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. That's step six. It's more of a statement rather than a step. And there's a lot here to talk about. We just did the fifth step. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? So those are our shortcomings. Those are our grosser handicaps, our defects. Column four. Column six. Column five, even. And then it says, it doesn't say, are we now ready to work on these? Or write about these? Or talk about these? This might not seem like a big deal to you. But it's a really big deal to me in the experience that I have been having since I got this message. When I focus on my defects in any way, I am feeding them in a way by rehearsing them, by almost like they're plants that I water. But the big book does not say to do that. The big book says... That God is going to, are we now ready to let God remove from us? Can he take them? That's very different than, can I start working on them? And maybe you're thinking, well, there's contrary actions that I have to take and this and that. We'll get to that next week. By the time we're up at uh, step 10 and 11, maybe we'll do it later this week, 10 and 11 talks about what to do but it's really a a big focus on do what is loving what would God have you do as opposed to what's wrong with me there's a big difference nuanced seemingly subtle maybe but big difference in the focus mentally But that's step six in the big book. That's it. Step seven. When ready, we said something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. 
We have then completed step seven. That's it. That's thorough, according to the big book. And the seven-step prayer is, to me, no different than the third-step prayer. It's just reworded. It's like saying the third-step prayer again in a way, in a, in a mentality where I'm a little less selfish. There's more self that's been removed. And now it's, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. Going back to the third step, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as, as you want. Kind of the same concepts. Not kind of, they are. I'm giving myself to you. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. The third step prayer is take away my difficulties. The victory over my difficulties will help the people around me because they'll see your power and your love and your way of life. Leave me of the bondage of self. Relieve me of the bondage of self. Now remove from me character defects, which stands in the way of my usefulness. The character defects are self. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. I work for you. You're the principal. I'm the agent. That's kind of it. We have then completed step seven. So, like I said, the big book is up against a lot. I'm certain there's many people who are listening to this and saying, yeah, but, to something about that. Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. If other things help you, that's beautiful. But this is going right out of the big book, what it says. And that's what it says. That's step six and step seven. It doesn't say, write your character defects. It doesn't say, you have to work on them. It says, you just read this to somebody. Can we agree that it's all trash? Are you willing to let God remove that? Can he take all of it now? If you feel that way, express it. Voice it. In a prayer. And then we're going to move on to steps eight and nine. That'll be next. So, there it is. I have to go because I'm doing some modeling this morning. I'm modeling for a new... I'm modeling for a surf, surfboards, actually. And um, it's kind of a Beach Boys thing. I don't really surf. I used to. I used to be a big surfer when I was a beautiful woman <laughs> growing up in Southern California and had long, flowing blonde hair. I was a, I was a surfer. I was a body surfer. I was just lived at the beach. So I think that kind of I, st- I still have that look very much. I still look like a, I don't know, I got nothing. I'm not funny today. I'm going to stop. Anyways, I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyce and Three. 
on the East Coast and the West Coast. And my friends at the Black Rhinos International Big Book Study, give a shout out to a podcast greater than yourself, Sober Gratitudes Podcast, the Anonymous Recovery Podcast, and hello, Chelsea. And if anybody needs to hear it, I will say everything is okay. Everything's okay. Go have a rad day. I'm going to have a rad day. I'm going to make today rad. It will be up to me. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why my life was saved. But on that note, I'm now going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you'll.